Halifax, Halifax. Yes, hello, uh, welcome to another episode of Halifax, Halifax, a very interesting local history podcast about the town of Halifax in West Yorkshire. My name is Cuthbert Spittles. I am a big fan of history, a big fan of Halifax, where I've spent my entire life, and a big fan of research. I just like learning new stuff uh, specifically about Halifax, and hopefully you do too. Uh, I think I, I've got a bit of a reputation around town, actually, as, as, as that history buff. Uh, when, when I'm out on one of my history walks, I often see people staring at me. Uh, so, sometimes whole groups of people just pointing at me and smiling. Uh, in fact, just the other day I, I was out walking and the, I got recognised by this, this group of young lads and, and one of them shouted over, uh, Oi, fathead! I looked over, but I didn't dignify that with a response. And, and then he said, uh, who dressed you this morning? Your mum? Uh, and then they all laughed, but, uh, but I said, uh, no, actually, it is I who dressed his mother. Uh, uh, but, but, but then they were really laughing. And I said, I said, no, not in a weird way. She's morbidly obese. And then they just, they just kept laughing. And I said, it's, it's not funny. She's technically disabled. But, but by then they'd wandered off. Anyway, it's, 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 it's a lovely town. Right, uh, well, after last week's episode, with its uh, theme of crime and bad people doing killings, uh, this week is going to be even more fun. Uh, we're going to look back at some of the fun stories about Halifax's past and present in this week's topic. This week's topic! Fun times! Welcome to Toffee Town. I, I say that because Halifax was, was once known as Toffee Town. Halifax is home to Macintosh's Confectioners, makers of Quality Street, Rolos, Caramac, and my favourite, Toffee Crisp. John Macintosh and his wife Violet opened a toffee shop in King's Cross Lane in 1890 and Violet's new recipe redefined the concept of toffee. John took all the credit and became known as the Toffee King and got away with it because of sexism. In 1909, the couple opened a new factory at Albion Mill, right next to the railway station, where they still make sweeties today. The Toffee King died in 1920, and his son, Prince Harold of Toffee, took over the family business. In 1969, men were bouncing about on the moon, and Macintoshes merged with Roundtree, the peddlers of Kit Kats, Aeros and Smarties. In 1988, Roundtree Macintosh, as it was now called, was bought by evil megacorporation Nestle. Eureka! No, I've not just discovered that the volume of water displaced from a container must be equal to the volume of the mass submerged in it. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the National Children's Museum, right here in Halifax. It's, it's not a museum of old children. They've not been, like, preserved. There's no creepy Victorian urchins in glass cases. Uh, it's more like a, an interactive educational museum. 
It's located in the old railway station building. In fact, the toffee factory, with its large colourful signs, is right across the busy train tracks from the kiddies' outdoor play area. Eureka was opened by its patron, Prince Charles, in 1992. Despite not being a child anymore, I am still not allowed in, unaccompanied. The area of Sizzle in Halifax is usually quite dull and uneventful, but not on Tuesday the 17th of June 1913. Oh no, for on that day the local residents were fleeing for their lives and taking cover in bushes and bins because a Canadian grizzly bear was running rampant in the streets. A fearsome bear had escaped from Halifax Zoo and the sweet taste of freedom had driven it crazy. The bear cleverly decided to lay low in Elland Woods, where it stealthily evaded the zoo staff for hours until it was eventually caught in a trap near the canal bottom. Thankfully, no one was maimed or killed, apart from the bear. <coughs> the Canadian grizzly was not the only animal to escape from Halifax Zoo. In fact, the zoo was notorious for its frequent breakouts. Animal fugitives included a grumpy elephant and a wild boar who gouged a lady's leg with its tusk. The zoo was opened in May 1909 by a Mr Alfred McKill, who wanted to open it in Leeds, but they wouldn't let him. Instead, it was built around a gothic mansion in Chevenage, and was quite the attraction in its day. Halifax Zoo boasted more than a, a thousand animals, including two African lions, monkeys, a zebra, a camel, hyenas, a yak, sea lions, a wallaby and a goat. Also an eagle, a vulture and some other birds. The site also featured a roller coaster. Also the first electric theatre outside of London, an ice rink, a house of fun, whatever that is, tea rooms and a bandstand. There was also a pygmy farm, which consisted of a model stable for the pygmy animals and a model farmhouse inhabited by a dwarf man and his dwarf wife. The zoo was visited by 41,000 people in its first three days. The zoo also had a miniature railway called the Little Elephant <laughs> to transport the visitors around. It was bought from Blackpool Pleasure Beach and its engine would often throw out sparks setting fire to the passengers. Despite this, and the frequent animal breakouts, the zoo remained popular until the outbreak of the First World War in 1914. Suspicion of foreigners rose dramatically, and people realised these animals were immigrants and should be sent back where they came from, in case they were spies. The zoo closed in 1917. Halifax! Halifax! Halifax, Halifax. The Halifax Bank publishes a quality of life survey every year which shows the, the, the top 50 best places to live in Britain. Uh, Halifax has, has never been on it, uh, probably because they get accused of bias. Halifax, Halifax. The local rugby team, Halifax RLFC, have a mascot called the Halicat, which is quite clever for rugby players. Halifax, Halifax. Many pubs in Halifax offer their patrons karaoke singing. 
accepts any of the Weatherspoonses who despise music. Halifax, Halifax. The actress Christina Pickles was born in Halifax in 1935. Christina is most well known for her role as Judy Geller, Ross and Rachel's mum in the American situational comedy Friends. She also played the sorceress in the terrible, terrible Masters of the Universe film from 1987. Halifax, Halifax, Halifax has 20 chippies. Halifax, Halifax. Now for more on this week's topic of fun things. A fun thing I like to do in Halifax from time to time is to go and watch a film at the cinema. Mother says going to the pictures or going to the flicks, which are both incorrect. Halifax used to have loads of cinemas, most of them at Ward's End, the old theatre district. Uh, people went to theatres to watch plays, which, which are a bit like films, but from only one camera angle and without CGI or famous people. Let's go back in time and see what happened to all those old cinemas. The oldest theatre in Halifax is the Theatre Royal, which was originally built in 1789. In 1927 it burned down and was rebuilt. It became a cinema in 1933, until 1966 when it was turned into a bingo hall. Later, in 1999, it became a nightclub. It now stands empty, entertaining no one. The Oddfellows Hall was another grand old theatre built in 1840. Charles Dickens once read A Christmas Carol there, and afterwards said that Halifax was as horrible a place as I ever saw. Well, sod off, Dickens! It's a lovely town! The, the, the Oddfellows Hall became the Alhambra Cinema in 1917, but it closed in 1959 and the building was demolished. The Grand Theatre opened in 1889 on the site of the Gaiety Theatre, which was burned down for sounding too gay. The Grand showed films during the Second World War. In 1956, the roof fell in and the building was demolished. The first theatre of the 20th century was the Victoria Theatre, which opened in 1901 and in 1903 hosted the first cinema in Halifax. Premier Pictures, later known as Victoria Hall Cinema, closed in 1953. The theatre is actually still open today, but they're too lardy to show films. The Palace Theatre was built in 1903 and attracted such stars as Charlie Chaplin and George Formby. It was demolished in 1959 to make way for the Inland Revenue Offices and the Pizza Hut. In 1913, Halifax got its first purpose-built cinema, the Picture House. It closed in 1982, later becoming the Coliseum Nightclub. In 2006, the roof fell in and that Christmas there was a fire. The building is still a nightclub. In 1938, two more purpose-built cinemas opened, the Odeon and the Regal. The Odeon became a bingo hall in 1975, and the Regal became a nightclub. So, history tells us that between the 1950s and the early 1980s, 
the people of Halifax got sick of films and would rather go out nightclubbing to dance and get pissed or go to the bingo to sit down and get pissed. The only cinema left now is The View and I'd better not demolish that. The, the TGI Fridays is underneath and I've got coupons. The Secret Life of Anne Lister Anne Lister was well known as... Oh! Mother's no! We've talked about this! You better have a bloody gun! Oh! You weak woman! You're drunk, aren't you? Yes, yes you are. Where have you been? Have you been down the bingo? I was just talking about the bingo halls, actually. Now they all used to be... Oh, I'm rude! Who, who took you out this time? Oh, not Brenda. What, what's wrong with her? What's, what's right with her? She, she, she's a mess of a woman. She, she, she looks like a scarecrow who, who is also a drag queen. Yes, she does. She, she, she looks like if you threw Deirdre Barlow down a quarry. And, and, and if I dare say so, she, 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 she's a harlot. Yeah, yeah she is. She, she's always, she always fuzzles and she, she's always got a new fancy man on her arm. And, 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 she, and she never says hello to me. She, she always just does this, this pouty thing with a wrinkled mouth. I don't like it. What, what, why are you smiling, Mother? Don't normally do that. Anyway, what, why are you interrupting me during my podcast time? You what? <laughs> no, you can't, you can't be on it, Mother. No, no way, no. Well, well, for one, you can barely talk right now, and, and two, you don't know anything about history. No, you don't. You, 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 you once asked me if Downton Abbey was a documentary. No, you're not. No, no, no. no stop it. Stop. No, mother, stop. No, no, get out. Get off. Get off. Get out. <sighs> Surprisingly strong. Oh, that's right. right. Can't forget to edit her out this time. The Secret Life of Anne Lister. Anne Lister was well known as a wealthy landowner, a diarist, traveller, mountaineer, and Yorkshire's first ever lesbian. She was born in 1791 and inherited Shibden Hall when her auntie died in 1836. It's alright for some, isn't it? Anne improved the estate by commissioning a boating lake and fancy gardens, as well as a gothic tower for the hall, which served as her private library and forbidden love grotto. Lister didn't only love women, she also loved writing. Her diaries, written over many years, contain over four million words, and this was all written by hand. Sneakily, the bits of her diaries about sex and kissing were all written in a secret lesbian language. This turned out to be a mixture of Greek alphabet, zodiac and the mathematical symbols, and the code needed two men to crack it. John Lister, the last inhabitant of Shibden Hall, and his friend Arthur Beryl. When all the sordid secrets were revealed, Beryl advised John Lister to burn all the diaries, but Lister didn't listen to him, and instead uh, he hid Anne's naughty diaries behind a secret panel at Shibden Hall with the rest of his Victorian pornography. Anne Lister was known as Fred by her lovers and Gentleman Jack by the witty people of Halifax. There's even a song about her called Gentleman Jack 
by folk duo Ohule Antidao. Whilst climbing up the Caucasus Mountains, Anlister was bitten by a homophobic insect and died of a fever aged 49. Her body was returned to England and buried in Halifax. After Anne's death, Shibden Hall was passed on to her lesbian life partner, Anne Walker, who was later forced into a lunatic asylum and died there. Shibden Hall became a public park in 1926 and is a great day out for all the family. Right, uh, time now for our last little section uh, in which we celebrate the life of a famous person from Halifax, otherwise known as... Famous Haligonian! This week's famous Haligonian is Hannah Cockcroft. Hannah Lucy Cockcroft was born in 1992 in Halifax with cerebral palsy. Despite doctors telling her parents she'd never be able to do anything for herself, Hannah said sod that and became a British wheelchair racer, specialising in sprint distances. She holds the Paralympic and world records for the 100, 200 and 400 metres in her classification. But sadly, not the 300 metres. Maybe next time, Hannah. Competing for Great Britain at the 2012 Summer Paralympics, she won two gold medals, resulting in two of the post boxes of Halifax being officially painted gold. Cockcroft was awarded the Freedom of Calderdale and given an MBE. Cockcroft has a name for her wheelchair, she's, she's called it Sally, while she herself has a nickname of Hurricane Hannah, because, because she's very fast. She is not to be mistaken for Hurricane Hannah, without a H on the end which was a tropical cyclone which occurred in the Western Atlantic in 2008 and caused 532 fatalities. Hannah Cockcroft, MBE, has caused no fatalities. That we know of. Famous Haligonian! Uh, that's it for this week's topic of uh, uh, fun times. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed all, all the fun stories about Halifax's history. Um, uh, I'm just going to wrap up with a little bit of uh, internet-based information related to the podcast. Web gubbins! So, on, on our SoundCloud page, where the podcast is hosted, it, it tells me we have 71 listens uh, this week, which is uh, twice as much as last time, so I'm quite happy with that. So, thank you all for listening. Um, also, on Twitter.com, I now have five followers. Um, yes, uh, one of them is even a woman. Or says she is. Um, so you can follow me too on twitter.com uh, at at symbol Halifax Halifax without an S on the end. Um, uh, iTunes, on iTunes we have a five star rating. So yes, uh, that's, 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 that's good. That's, uh, thank you all uh, for taking the time uh, to. to to rate the podcast there if you're if you're a new listener and you and you want to uh, uh review the podcast then please do um but uh, uh only if you're going to give it five stars if if you kind of enjoyed this maybe thought it was four out of five and wanted to express that opinion on the internet then just don't you'll you'll just ruin it 
Um, I mentioned last week, uh, you can email me at cuthbertspittles at aol.com. Um, you're free to do that. I've uh, not had any listener emails yet, um, but uh, I'll keep refreshing my inbox just in case. Um, and the URL for the website, which takes you right to the SoundCloud page, is http colon forward slash forward slash www.halifax-fax.online Right, uh, so next time on Halifax, Halifax, I'm going to look at the best bit of history, war, and uh, exactly what part Halifax played in the long and bloody Wars of the Roses, which almost tore England apart. Right, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully you are too. Uh, right, good. Uh, right, all done. Okay, bye.